What's up, dude? What's cracking, dog? What's going on, everybody? Hello. Hi. I, I still have a I still have a marshmallow head in my closet. That thing lives in my closet. I literally have a marshmallow head that just lives in my closet, and I never use it. I, I, I want to use it more. I think I only used it once. Um, but how cool is it? I made this myself, dude. How sick is that, dude? It's, I, I am marshmallow. Did you know that? Did you know that I am marshmallow? Because I am. I am marshmallow. Uh, I want to be a DJ with a different helmet, though. I I want to be a DJ, but I want my helmet to be like, um, I don't know, maybe like a, like, a, like, uh, like a half eaten, um, jawbreaker or like a hat, you know, like it's small and round. I don't know. Maybe a Jolly Rancher. Can we get, can we get a DJ? Why are they all sweet though? Maybe, maybe, my, maybe I, maybe I make a head. I'm, I'm a DJ head when, and my, uh, my, my head is a taco. That would be fun. DJ taco. Um, speaking of taco, you guys see today's video. We'll get into that. Hey, welcome to episode 80. Episode 80. I'm pretty sure this is episode 80. If it's not, it's close to 80. Um, man, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bioptimizers. Yo, they have a new thing. I want you to listen to this. Don't skip the ad. Uh, it's called Blood Sugar Breakthrough. Okay. Now this, I actually looked it up before I started um, promoting it. But this is something that I will start using all the time because my whole life I've had a really bad sweet tooth. Um, my diet doesn't really consist of a lot of carbs. But I figure it'll help anyways uh, because it helps your body not store carbs. It helps your body break down and digest those carbs and use them for energy right away instead of storing them. Uh, it's got a lot of good stuff in it. Blood Sugar Breakthrough um, from Bioptimizers. I think the site is going to be bloodsugarbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. But uh, also check out magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. They just make good stuff, Bioptimizers. They just make good products that can make your life better. So if you struggle with uh, blood sugar, you have spikes and crashes, you eat a lot of sugar, maybe you have um, uh, a condition where blood sugar is an issue, I highly recommend you check out their website and learn about this product. Okay? Buy Optimizers, baby. Support the sponsor so they can support your boy. What are we drinking today? Today we're drinking sangria. Look, I made some sangria. How cool is that? Dude, I'm a dirty little bitch for rosé. I'll tell you right now, I'm not even ashamed. I love rosé. I love a good rosé. Um, I'm actually working out. You know what's fun about this podcast is you guys actually get to know me way more than people who only watch um, my videos. Because here, I actually kind of just talk and hang. And it's like a fun hang, which is why I've done it for 80 episodes. You know, if it wasn't fun and relatively easy to do this podcast, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, because I just don't have the time, but it is fun and it is relatively easy because it's just a hang. It's just a fun hang. I feel like I'm hanging with you, but you're not allowed to talk. I feel like I'm hanging out with you, but you're like, um, you know, tied up in a corner, like in saw, uh, and you have uh, a duct tape around your mouth. So it's fun for me to just kind of force my ideology onto you, um, and start growing this cult. Anyways, uh, I said, why did I say that? Oh, because of Rosé. <laughs> and because because you guys that listen to the podcast, um, all 17 of you are going to be um, the first to know about some really cool shit that's going to pop off here in the next six to 10 months. 
So not going to say anything about it today, but I will say it is rosé wine related. And um, if you're not into rosé, dude, you think you're too much of a man, fuck all that, dude. Drink some rosé. It's delicious. Hot summer day. Tell me you want beer over over rosé on a hot summer day on a, on, on a rooftop. Crazy. Crazy. Oh, you want to be bloated. Oh, okay. You, want, you like farting. You enjoy farting and then kind of leaning one way so that it comes out silently and then just kind of like pretending to stretch so that the air that you move with your hand will actually be the fart and you'll send it that way. So you fart and then you just kind of like go like that. Oh man, so I'm stretching, I'm stretching. And then you do a little bird flap real quick so that the fart will go that way. That's what you enjoy. Cause that's what happens when you drink beer. So I don't get that. I don't, I don't, um, have to experience that because I drink rosé. And the sangria is really good. Anyways, what are we doing today, dude? We got we got a couple things to talk about, bro. Um, first things first. Uh, hey, man. Shot a video with Shaquille O'Neal. How cool is that? My 10-year-old, the 10-year-old, te- the 10-year-old Brent that lives in here is beyond excited. That is um, one of my favorite videos, but also it might just be my favorite moment of like something that I've done uh, in my life, in my entire life, doing do, shooting with Shaq in that moment was above and beyond fun. Um, and you know, it is so. I have a friend of a friend who helps Shaq with his music. Shaq is a DJ. If y'all didn't know, go check out DJ Diesel, and he um, plays crazy deep dubstep bass music, and it's wild. It's a wild fucking party when he plays. And he loves it. And he does it kind of for free because he doesn't need the money. He does it just for fun and to spread the vibe and spread good vibes and help people come together to party and have more fun, which is fucking awesome. And that's the only goal that I have in life too. So it's really cool to see that. And a friend of a friend helps him with his music. And I talked to this friend of a friend um, a few months ago because he was interested in having me and Blake Weber uh, do some videos with Shaq to promote the album. So we talked back and forth for a while. I went out of town to shoot Wild Now. He went on tour. And then we reconnected at Beyond Wonderland when he came with Shaq because Shaq was playing. And we had like a five-minute window where we rushed back to the VIP section. And I saw my buddy and I saw his boy. And I'm like, yo, here's a concept. Me and Blake are going to be two wannabe DJs. Our favorite DJ of all time is Shaq. We're going to bust into his trailer, pitch him our demo. It's going to go badly. He's going to kick us out. As I'm pitching, that's literally all that I pitched. As I'm pitching this, I feel like a weight drop on my shoulder and this big tree trunk of an arm is just hanging on my shoulder and I'm just like I, I like buckle under it. I look behind me and it's Shaq and he's like what's up y'all and I was like oh shit and so uh my buddy pitched him the idea right in that moment and Shaq was like all right cool let's do it he was in he was in like that like it was so quick and easy I mean that's that's a testament to how awesome my buddy is and and how you know close he is with Shaq um, to be able to pit, but also it's just a like Shaq being cool enough to shoot with shoot with us like in the heat of the moment right away is awesome. And so we went to his trailer, and um, we uh, I was I was about to direct the cameras because we had two camera guys, and I was about to say like you kind of do this with the camera and focus here, and you on this lens do this with this and focus here. But before I could even start, Shaq was like, "All right, I'm gonna pretend to be asleep. Let's do it. Let's do it. Roll the camera. Let's do it." And we we're like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, here we go. And we just immediately went for it. No preamble, nothing. Just went in, improvised the entire scene. None of that scene was written. Go watch it. It's called uh, How DJs Get Discovered on YouTube featuring Shaquille O'Neal. 
and it's on my YouTube. And um, we went in, we shot the whole thing, uh, didn't miss a beat, didn't retake anything. It was one big scene. And man, if that wasn't the most in the moment moment I've ever had, I don't know what is, dude. Because that was like, we were firing on all cylinders, dude. It was so funny to see him. He got into it with us. We were in it with him. And it was all improv, every word. I had a whole thing written. We didn't do anything that I wrote. And it came out probably better than what I had written. So hilarious beyond all belief. Um, came out really well. Super funny. Shaq is the fucking man. Uh, and then, of course, it got like zero views. So, <laughs> but, you know, I've accepted that. I, I, I don't really, I have no control besides to just make stuff that I think is good. You know what I mean? I have no control over the fact that, um, you know, I have buddies out there friends of mine who I genuinely like and enjoy, um, are making kind of trash videos, uh, you know, montage style one-liner videos about weird random topics like guys jerking off or, you know, like porn parodies or whatever, like really easy, lowbrow, uh, comedy stuff. But on the internet, that's not, that's what rules. That's what reigns supreme. So like, Kudos to anybody who is able to uh, identify what's trending and what will get them views and subs um, and then capitalize on that. That's awesome. That's a skill in itself. And it's a skill I purposefully don't try to have because I want to do what I think is fun and what I think is funny. And maybe some of those people do what they think is funny. And maybe some of those people think that what they're making is funny. Maybe they really enjoy it. And that's awesome. That's fucking great. Um, I do wish that the internet was a little more uh, apt to consuming content that's of like a, I don't, I don't want to say higher concept, but at the end of the day, it kind of is, you know, when you, when you watch that video of uh, how DJs get discovered with me, Blake and Shaq, there's a storyline to it. There's interview mixed with B-roll, a ton of different locations and people. There's an actual narrative going on, right? So you have to lock in and pay attention to be entertained and you fucking will be entertained for sure. But when the other choice is, um, you know, uh, dudes who wear visors or like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, fucking, um, what was one of the other ones? And I've done those videos before too. Don't get me wrong. I've done guys who love Drake. I've done plays disc golf once I've done, you know, I just don't like those. I don't like them. They don't give me a sense of fulfillment. They give me a sense of completing a task to have, because I, I feel like I can be funny in those moments, um, or in those, in those videos within those topics, but it's not really fulfilling to your boy. Your boy wants to make some fun shit. Your boy wants to make some unique stuff where I can play a character and tell a story, you know, and abide by a narrative and kind of create a world. Um, rather than just be like, yeah, I remember the first time I wore glasses. Yeah. I love these glasses. Yeah. I dig holes or whatever the fuck it is. Guys who wear sunglasses or some shit. That's fine. Again, this is not a knock. It's just, I'm going pretty deep existential internet Brent right now, breaking down what it's like to be a fucking slave to the algorithm. Okay. Anyways, man, the Shaq video being one of my favorites. Uh, favorite videos that I've done and potentially my favorite moment I've ever had making a video got one of the least amount of views of any video. Um, 
So, you know, uh, the sadness and depression that comes with that is um, kind of unavoidable. Uh, but, you know, we keep moving. You know what I mean? We keep moving. We keep cruising. We keep moving. We keep vibing. Um, uh, new video out today is about tacos and how people defend mandates. I actually, I haven't, it's, so I'm recording this podcast on Sunday, September 19th at 3 p.m. So I actually haven't finalized the title. Um, but a couple options are how people defend mandates, uh, how people defend the vaccine mandate, or if the vaccine was a taco. And <laughs> if you've watched the video, then you get the context. Um, but however I end up titling it, go check it out because it's really about logic at the end of the day. You know, they're mandating passports and proof of vaccination for work or to eat food at a restaurant. But even the vaccine isn't a hundred percent. And so when somebody says, Oh, well, if you've already had COVID, that doesn't mean the antibodies are a hundred percent. Yeah. But let's have some science here. Let's have the science of let's, let's say the vaccine, let's say hypothetically. Okay. And I'm not on board for any type of anti-vax conspiracy over here. All right, I'll talk to you about that in person. If you want to come see me after a show and spitball some ideas about how Bill Gates is eating um, babies at night, uh, I, I'm down to, to have that entertaining conversation. But on the pod, we talk with logic. All right, you know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to do here because we got to break these motherfuckers down with reasoning, not with um, outlandish claims. Uh, which some of them obviously are not as outlandish as we once thought. You know what I mean? Lab leak. <laughs> so the, um, the mandate where you have to show your vax card, but you can't show your proof of antibodies, right? When you have so many doctors saying, Hey, it's, it's testable and, and provable to show that you have antibodies and we can prove if, if you, take this test, you show that you have antibodies. We can tell if those antibodies will last a long time. We can make a reasonable hypothetical guess that is likely to be true, right? Uh, but you can't show that because having the vaccine means, oh, you have a reasonable hypothetical um, amount of protection that is likely to be true. But it's not 100%, just like the antibodies are not 100%. So even if the vaccine protects you for, you know, it, you, have, you have a 99% chance, right? Well, what if the antibodies you have give you a 90% chance of being protected? Do you, what, what the fuck is the difference here between letting somebody in? Um, so that's, that's stage one. Beyond that, you go into the freedom argument, which I'm all for currently. Uh, but I just, I, I'm focused on this one because it's so fucking absurd to force a vaccine passport and not allow proof of antibodies. Now, sh forcing proof of anything is a different conversation, okay? And I'm down to have that conversation, but I don't have a lot of time right now, so I'm not going to get into it, you know? But I get that, and I'm on board. I don't think anybody should be forced to show shit going into a bar. But when because you are forced right now in a lot of places, LA just started this. Because you are forced to show proof of vaccine when you go into a bar, um, it should be logical to then also be able to show proof of antibodies through natural immunity. And people say natural immunity don't doesn't exist. Hey, no, dum dum, 
It does, okay? Maybe not for everybody. I've had friends who had COVID two or three times. They got sick every time. So obviously, those people don't have any natural immunity. I also know friends that had COVID and were completely fucking asymptomatic and have never gotten it again. So maybe those people do. So it's the person-to-person thing. And then what do you do about the people with exemptions, with legitimate exemptions? Because you're all trying to protect these people. You're all trying to, everybody's trying to protect that one out of 100,000 or whatever it is person who simply can't get the vaccine, right? And so what do you do when someone like that shows up to your bar? You say, oh, you can't come in this bar because we're trying to protect you. But wait, isn't everybody in the bar vaccinated because they had to show a vaccine? Yeah, do you have one? Well, no, I literally can't get one because I have extreme Crohn's or extreme uh, immune, some whatever disease that means you can't get the vaccine. So I can't, I can't, I literally can't. Sorry, we're trying to protect you. So you can't come in the bar. Is that what happens? Is that the world that we're living in now? That's a, I think that's a valid fucking question, dude. Um, I think that's a valid question. And I think it's okay to ask questions, you know? And luckily I only have 17 and a half uh, listeners to this podcast. So nobody's going to try and silence me like they did to Nicki Minaj. And again, dude, let people fucking people. The thing is when somebody like Nicki Minaj or somebody just in general speaks up with a different opinion or an experience that might be opposite to what the mainstream narrative is mainstream narrative being there are zero side effects to the vaccine and it's safe for everybody. And then someone like Nicki Minaj is like, uh, uh, my cousin's balls are the size of watermelons. See what like, she should be allowed to say that. And, but the, People who come at her, like, shut the fuck up. Don't say that. You're not supposed to talk bad about the vaccine. You're making people not want to get it. No. Uh, Instead, what you should be saying is, do you have evidence? Do you have proof? Can we talk to him? Can we see him? Like, give us more for this. We need more. But everybody's like, no, no, no. Less. Less information. Less information that goes against the mainstream CNN narrative. And no, dude, we need more. We We want every shred possible. Okay. We shouldn't be trying to silence anybody in your boy's opinion. You know, if Nicki Minaj thinks something bad happened to her cousin and his ball is nutsack or his nutsack is the size of a, a fucking a Honda fit, then she probably dig into that a little more. Prove it to be false. You know, prove it to be false before you tell someone to shut the fuck up and stop shutting people up too. all this weird, like, uh, we're branding people for misinformation when all they're doing is sharing opinions and it's too much. It's way too much. People can have an opinion. That's like, um, Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to get the vaccine because, uh, I'm young, I'm 21 and I have no preexisting conditions. And I just kind of don't think that I need it. Oh, that's misinformation. Shut them up. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs it because it affects everybody. Nope doesn't affect everybody the same. So what you're doing is sharing misinformation. You know what I mean? Anyways, you guys want uh, good news. I highly suggest following Matt Belinsky on Instagram. Go check out his stories. He posts great stories. Matt Belinsky, B-I-L-I-N-S-K-Y with a Matt at the beginning. Uh, He's been on the podcast. He's been on the show. You guys might've seen him as a guest earlier. Go back and listen to that episode. It was pre- um, recall. We, we did a big recall dive. He does a lot. You know, I got asked recently, what, where do I get my news from? 
and I don't watch Fox, CNN. I don't watch. I don't watch MSNBC, PBS. I don't watch OAN. I don't watch any anything anymore. I don't watch any of the news outlets. I don't even click on the video clips when they start trending on Twitter. I I what I do is I follow a couple of independent um, journalists. Like yeah, there's a couple different ones: Tim Pool, Mike Cernovich. Uh, Matt Belinsky is not necessarily a journalist, but he just has great thoughts, um, and good takes on things. Uh, and, um, who else? There's just a couple crystal and Sager, uh, from what was that? The heat, the, what was that crystal and Sager thing called crystal and Sager with like five A's. What was it? Breaking points. Yeah. So breaking points. I watch breaking points. Uh, clips from time to time. Um, and then I'll go to like, who's the leftist guy that I follow? See, it's funny cause I'm, I don't really have like a side politically. So I'm, all, I'm a bit all over the place when it comes to news. Um, Shapiro, I watch Ben Shapiro clips. I don't agree with everything Ben Shapiro says. He's a bit, he's a bit too, uh, religiously conservative for me. On some things, but anyways, I say that to just say, uh, add Matt Belinsky to your news, news sources. Cause he's got good shit. God fucking Gavin, dude. He's still fucking here, dude. Fuck this guy, dude. Fuck fucking fuck, dude. Ha fucking motherfucker. <sighs> God, I don't like this fucking guy, dude, man. He just needs to go. You know what I mean? He needs to get the fuck out of here, dude. Just get the fuck out of here. It's right. The election is is next year. So hopefully he doesn't I mean, we just got the the main reason I wanted him to go is because we're great on COVID right now. We're we're doing fine. It's September 19th. Cases are way down. Hospital availability is up, okay? Um but we're just it's it's not even so much about that as it is about stupid things that are very likely to not be having any effect. Um like the uh, vaccine card uh, mandate thing. Anyways. Anyways, dude, that's it. That's it for COVID stuff. Let's talk about fun stuff, dude. Uh, what came out of the Shaq video is me and my boy Blake are doing the Space Boys. We are the world's greatest DJ duo. I don't know where this is going to go, that little side fun thing, but go follow Space Boys on Instagram. S-B-A-S-S-B-O-I-Z. Space Boys. And we're going to start doing... Some fun uh, EDM comedy projects, I think. That would be a fucking blast. Um, also, <laughs> dude, uh, I keep seeing a bunch of people doing Joe Rogan impressions online. Hey, man, that's great. Keep doing it. But all these motherfuckers doing bad Joe Rogan impressions, I just want y'all to know, I was the first to do a bad Joe Rogan impression, okay? So when y'all get recognized for it, just just give me, a, just just, you know, shoot me a text because we know each other. <laughs> <laughs> and let me know that you made it from your Joe Rogan impression, which you maybe wouldn't have done if I didn't do it first. So you know what I mean? Um, keep doing it though, dude. I wonder what Joe thinks about all of his, all the people doing impressions of him. He's probably a little annoyed by it. He seems like the kind of guy that would like laugh a couple times at first, but then would probably get annoyed. So uh, anyways, I got asked on Instagram the other day, what did I get asked? I got asked. I got a DM on Instagram. Um, let me see. Uh, 
what did I get asked? This is the question I got asked on Instagram. He said, hey, man, where the fuck did it go? He said, hey, man, your stuff is always funny, comma, and you make a lot of stuff. How do you achieve work-life balance? How do I achieve work-life balance? Man. Well, um, because I love what I'm doing. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's not a hard thing to achieve a balance when you never really feel unbalanced, I guess. I kind of naturally have molded what I do into some semblance of balanced. Um, so I find time to work out. Uh, I basically work from home 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, uh, whether it's editing, producing, emailing, writing, shooting, uh, podcasting, meeting, meetings, whatever the thing is, um, layout for this project that I mentioned earlier. Uh, so, but, but, you know, a couple main things stick out when I get asked about work-life balance. One is my morning routine. Morning routine is huge. I don't I know I've talked about this before and I don't want to go all Gary V on it, but your morning routine is like the most important thing. It's the most important part of the day. It's morning routine. My morning routine is I wake up and, uh, I usually take a cold shower and then I brush my teeth and then I do 10 to 15 minutes of yoga and then I chug a big glass of water and then I'm in. That is my morning routine. Oh, and 50 push-ups, usually around 50, um, unless I'm doing a different workout that day. So that's first. Second is exercise, regular exercise, a couple times a week. I, I don't go five, six times a week anymore because I can feel my body disintegrating, unfortunately. But I do either uh, do a heavy, a hard basketball workout once or twice a week, a hard beach workout once or twice a week, and uh, um, a hard run a long distance run with some stairs workout once or twice a week. So those two things, morning routine, exercise. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, cooking. I love cooking. Dude, I cook all the time. I love cooking. Cooking is kind of meditative for me. Uh, y'all can go check out Brent's food if you want to see what I made tonight. It's going to be a short rib ragu. A short rib ragu, baby. That's what we're doing these days. We're making short rib ragu. And we're vibing. We're making vibey ass short rib ragu. Okay? That's what we're doing. Making vibey ass short rib ragu, dude. Work-life balance is important, bro. It's, it's very important. You know, I'm looking at my whiteboard behind the camera right now. And I have one, two, three, four videos on the docket to write and shoot. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven eight, nine videos to edit. And I have one that's done coming out tomorrow. So four plus nine, that's 13 that are going to go through this, this workflow of write and shoot to edit to done. Um, so, you know, we out here, we out here, uh, begging for this YouTube change. You feel me? We out here begging for YouTube change, which is why I'm so happy to be sponsored by Bioptimizers. <laughs> Dude, just go fucking buy the supplements um, so they can feel like I'm doing something here. I do really like them too. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be hawking a product that I don't actually mess with. 
because uh, I don't do that anymore. I did for all those VPN ads that I put at the end of videos. I don't really give a shit about VPN ads, but, um, you know, I did that for money straight up, straight up did that for money. And I don't feel bad about it at all because it's not a pattern of behavior. It was a couple time thing to make rent. Um, so here we are. What's up with this chick that disappeared? Gabby Petito. She disappeared, uh, from New York. She went on a cross country van trip with her boyfriend God damn, this is a lifetime movie in the making right here, man. This is sad. I don't like that shit at all. I really don't like that shit. Also, bro, hey, man, I went to, um, speaking of women in trouble, I went to a music festival a few weeks ago, and some chicks got roofied. They got fucking roofied, dude. We were, we were at, like, a VIP section uh, because we are very important, and... This chick was on the ground. She was sitting on the ground. And then she just slumped over. And she had like her head on her knees. And she was like that for a few minutes. And then a friend was like, uh, Brittany or whatever her name was. Brittany. And then she pulled her head up. And her head just fell back down to her knees with like dead weight. And so we called security over, medics over. And they picked her up. She's like, it was like looking at a dead body. They carried her out literally like a dead body. Um, she's fine, apparently. She, she recovered and everything. But... You know, all her friends were all fucked up because they all had a little bit of it. Some guy had said earlier in the night, apparently, like, hey, did somebody put GHB in the fucking mixer? Because apparently somebody had slipped that shit into the cranberry juice um, jug. You know, the mixer that that the waitress pours from to make drinks at the tables. Apparently it went in that because it hit a bunch of people. Luckily, we weren't drinking from it. But I was like, yo, who the fuck is roofing people? It's 2021, dude. It's 12. What's the plan here? Roofy guy. What's, what's your plan? You know, is your, is it to like sneak into the group when everybody's roofied and like take one home, like a fucking rat dragging a piece of pizza down the subway? How do you do that? I don't even know. I don't even understand the mechanism behind how roofies work to get people when there's a whole group of friends around. That's weird as shit. Creepy as fuck. They started pointing at this guy across the across the room um, or across the way. It was out. It was an outdoor thing across the way. And they were like, yeah, that guy keeps looking over here like weird. And, and man, if it was that guy, he's fu- he ended up getting fucked. But if it wasn't, can you imagine if he's just like a weird looking dude? And like all the time, he just looks like... Mm-hmm. <sighs> like he just always looks like that normally. And so they go over and they're like, excuse me, sir. And he's like, yes. And they're like, hey, um, we notice you keep looking at those girls over there. And he's like, yeah, they're very pretty. And he, But he's just like really socially awkward. He's never committed a crime in his life. He's actually like the coolest, like nicest guy. He's just very pleasant and kind and has great manners. And security's like, oh, you think they're pretty, huh? Yeah, I like their hair. Oh. And security's like, well, sir, uh, you know, one of them ended up getting really sick because somebody had put something in her drink. And he goes, oh, no, that sounds, that sounds bad. And security would be like, all right, buddy, come with me. You got to go. Anyways, don't root for people, guys. That's the message of this week's episode. Hey, man, love you all so much. Thanks for chilling. Thanks for cruising. Thanks for vibing. Bye, optimizers. Magnesiumbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. Bloodsugarbreakthrough.com slash Brent Pella. I think, I hope is the link. Get yourself some supplements. Stay healthy, stay stay happy. Stay healthy and stay happy, okay? And I'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye.